Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the finance guy. Let me introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the restaurant guy. And thanks for that kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Uh, together, we are the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. And Jimmy, I got to tell you, we got a crazy good show today. Crazy we are good. live in Orlando. We are live. We're excited to bring you this special edition of the Hangout Live from the ICR Conference in Orlando, Florida, live on the road. Let's talk about the show for a quick second. Shatsy, what's the banter out there on the floor? You've been running around like a madman. I got to tell you, Jimmy, it is a live and well here in Orlando at the JW Marriott on Ritz-Carlton combined. It is a massive complex of hotel rooms, bars, restaurants, and conference rooms. And it is a buzz with everyone in retail, uh, food service, hospitality. I mean, it is crazy. It is really great to be back. Remember, we haven't been back here since uh, 2020. Since that, that pestery, that pestery bug. <laughs> yes, ruined everything for us for years. Yep, pandemic can ruin a good time. But we're really thrilled, can. thrilled that ICR had us back, and this is the 25th year. And uh, and let's jump into it. We 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 have a uh, a special uh, guest. Uh, that we're kicking things off with. Um, and Shatsy, I totally jumped into your segment here. So should I keep going? You want to take keep it? Go, Jimmy, I'm gonna keep I going. Well, I like to mix it up. I think that's what makes this podcast yes. so much fun. We mix it up. We just go crazy. We, we're going crazy. All right, here we go. We we have our guest, Mr. Jim Bayless, um, with uh, with Capital Spring and Sizzling Platter. Mr. Bayless, it is great to see and you. And like 10,000 restaurants or something crazy. I think a little less, but I got to tell you, it's pretty close. close. Get close to 10,000. I, I got to tell just you. just a couple thousand away. It's, it's, a, it's a good day when we get Mr. Bayless on the call, on the hangout with us. So, Mr. Bayless, what's new at Capital Spring? I know last September uh, you guys invested in Bushfire Kitchen. Any other breaking news you can share? Well, we uh, we did close on a fund uh, back in April. Our, our latest fund is that breaking news. It is breaking news, that even though it's a couple of months later. Yeah, but still, it's breaking <laughs> on the podcast. I don't think anyone has right. anyone heard that before. Breaking yeah, news. We're excited about it. I mean, you know, we're going to continue to invest in, in the restaurant space. Um, we have uh, we've invested out of that fund already in some very exciting ventures and opportunities, um, as I think you guys know. Um, what makes us unique is that we, we invest both in, in debt and equity. So in some situations, we're financing transactions. In other situations, we're providing equity, and we do minority and majority. I'm very flexible. So uh, lots of exciting opportunities ahead of us. We think um, while the M&A seems to have calmed down a little bit, uh, just based on some of the, the multiples that are out there right now, um, you know, we're excited about uh, the pipeline that we have before us. So, What can you tell us? What are you looking at? What's the next move? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely uh, we're looking at some really good equity opportunities right now. Um, Can you tell us a target <laughs> for our audience? We need to give them some meat. I, you know, look, anything. The only people listening to this podcast are the three of us. <laughs> I, I would say, uh, you know, anything uh, transaction size, probably 15, 20 million and above. Um, Getting so. closer, Jimmy. <laughs> 15, <laughs> 20 million. You could read between the lines. You know what he's you talking about. You know what he's talking about. You know exactly what he's talking about. Is it Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, and so you figure the multiples are, you know, what, two and three times EBITDA these days? I'm just kidding. So uh, <laughs> We're narrowing it down. There's only 80,000 restaurant possibilities at this point. So you're saying we're getting closer. Yeah. I think we're getting closer there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for us because, you know, we're, like I said, you know, we're so flexible. We look at so many opportunities in so many different ways. It's hard to narrow it down to one or two. Jim, you're a veteran of the, uh, the conference circuit, as we are. Um, what's it like to be back at ICR? What's the buzz? And, um, and, and if I could ask you, what separates the ICR show from, from others that you've been, you know, that, that we attend? Yeah, I mean, this is a great show because it's um, a little more banker, investment banker focused, public company focused. That's why Jimmy for, loves it. He feels very at home here. Yes. <laughs> got whole bankers here. He's with a lot of suits and ties. He loves that look. All the finance people. Yeah, he loves it. I mean, he saw the uh, the sponsor list when we walked in. I mean, uh, I know this is a uh, keep it classy, keep it classy keep it show, <laughs> so, but he got really excited. I'm just going to say, I got really excited. I was afraid of where you are going to go there, Shaz. Yeah, no. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had to drag it back. I pulled back. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it, you know it's a great show. Um, it, you know, it definitely is unique from that perspective. You know, public companies sharing uh, some of their their earnings and 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 forecasts and the outlook for the business. Um, you know, and so that's that's unique to it. Wednesdays, obviously, the private event. So those that want you know more private companies can attend Wednesday. Yeah, that was what I heard from a lot of people that um, are attending last night. We were talking about it and they said that when they were going to the into the meeting rooms and and literally the information being shared to them, they feel like is uh, it's different than normal shows where it's more fluff. They said you're really getting into it. Like you said, you've got publicly traded companies uh, talking about forecasting and where their business is headed. It's really interesting. Yeah, and then they have Q and A's and breakout sessions. You know, you can reach out directly and ask them. I got to get Jimmy in there because no one likes to ask questions. But uh, Jimmy, I mean, honestly, you <laughs> yes. got to get in there. I love you it because these are publicly traded companies, and you could ask them crazy them anything, anything, anything. And I don't say that. And they answer. probably will answer nothing. They, no, they, they don't, don't answer any of the they, questions. They you can ask them whatever yes. you want. You can ask. They want. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's all right. It's, it's, I still like to ask. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. So we're going to ask you: uh, Where do you see restaurants and technology two years from now? Being that with the ICR. Uh, show today. We want to know when we come back here in two years, what do you think are going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved? What are you thinking? I mean, the buzz right now is margin. So I think as we look ahead, you know, it's going to be how margins have evolved over the next two years. Um, you know, definitely people are talking about innovation. I mean, I think there's a couple of sessions today on it. Um, I think you know, fast forward two years, we're going to see a lot more innovation in the restaurant space. You know, you're not going to drive through a, a drive through in the next probably 24, 36 months. It doesn't have a chat bot. You know, you're going to start to be able to pay with your face. You know, there's just going to be a lot of innovation. I will think. Jimmy be able to use his face to pay? <laughs> I want to know, will anyone accept Jimmy's face? Because that's interesting. <laughs> My wife and daughter do. I got that going for me, which is nice. If it's associated with his credit card. Yes. Okay. So Jimmy's driving through and his face will pay. Yes. Or the person accepting Jimmy's face will pay. Yeah, well, I'll just have a picture of Jimmy's face. And when I got to the <laughs> you can use Jimmy's face. I'll hey, hack his face. Uh, let me ask you, I, I just want to check Bushfire Kitchen. What can you tell us about Bushfire Kitchen? So that was a you know a smaller investment for us. It was a, a four unit chain in, in Southern California. You know that sounds a little atypical for you. It, it was atypical for us, um, but incredible return on investments from uh, for their growth. Um, it was uh, the fast casual space, but chef driven, value oriented. You know, it just checked a lot of boxes for us. So is that something you'll be growing in unit count now? 
We are for sure. We've opened one already. Uh, we just proved another. Breaking news, Jimmy. Breaking news. <laughs> they had, went from four to five. Big increase in a very short period of time. We did. That investment sounds incredible already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a finance guy, Jimmy. Four to Me- five. That's a mean- meaningful uptick. Yeah, that's a big uptick. <laughs> It's like twenty five percent. Yes, it's huge. And actually, we're we're in the process of raising another fund that's going to specifically target those kinds of investments, those growthier kind of newer stage deals. So uh, we're really excited for that. We hope to get that going, you know, somewhere in Q two of this year, um, as well as uh, expand. We have a debt fund that that just does debt uh, in the franchise space, and we're hoping to expand that fund so we can provide more capital, sort of in the mid uh, single digits. So we're excited for that as well. I love it. Like it sounds like Capital Springs got a lot of stuff going on. We do. Busy, right? All right, listen. The greatest segment of all podcasts is about all to podcasts. come. Jimmy, we are going to do the branded quickfire Orlando ICR edition. This is this, this has been done. We're years. making t-shirts. This is we're going to make it, t-shirts. Is the first question how to get to this room? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually I did text everybody. Listen, uh, our podcast does not warrant the greatest real estate yet. Uh, so we are getting anything we can take. We're pacing ourselves, Sergeant. Yes, we are lucky that we're actually in the hotel. Uh, the first option was outside of the lake. <laughs> so we're super excited. I'm going to ask you five lightning round question. Don't think too hard. Just give me the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready for branded quickfire Orlando? I'm not, but go ahead anyway. Here we go. <laughs> Disney World or Universal Studios? No, that's a tough one. Disney World. True or false? The original name of the Orlando Magic NBA team was supposed to be the Orlando Juice. False. That sounds ridiculous. You know, I got to tell you, I think it sounds ridiculous also, but it's true. A contest was held in 1987. Jimmy, I think you probably remember that. To pick the name of the of the, the, the basketball, the NBA team, the finals were the Heat, the Tropics, the Juice, and the Magic. The Tropics would have been awesome. Tropics. What, what, what was that? Uh, Will Farrell, right? Will Farrell. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, come on. Anyway, so they did. In 1987, they picked, and I, I guess everybody voted for Juice, but I guess, as you said, it sounded ridiculous. I guess ownership <laughs> said, uh, well, we put it to everybody. We're going Magic anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, Favorite Orlando-born singer, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, or Christina Aguilera? Also a tough one. Got to go with my boy, Justin. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Favorite television show that is set in Orlando. Coach, fresh off the boat or Double Dare? Double Dare was based here? <laughs> I don't even know what Double Dare is. I was going to ask Jimmy what Double Dare is. I figured that's got to be a Jimmy show. <laughs> that's what you ask him all the time, Double Dare. Right? Yeah. Double Dare. <laughs> I'd have to go with Coach. Coach, an oldie, an oldie but a goodie. I, would do I have no idea coach. that was in Orlando either. I was going to go Coach. Yeah, okay. If you were to ride Space Mountain with either Jimmy or I, who are you choosing to ride with? Both of you guys. Are you kidding? Oh, I can't uh, choose money. It's like choosing your say, favorite child. And why? And why? Up, 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 up. All right, Jimbo. Well, you know what? We get some static, but I love the answer. He chose us both. Politically correct. Oh, yeah. No, no. You, you keep going, Jimmy. I just turned the mics down. I just turned the, the, the headset static because it was getting crazy yeah, static, right. right? Well, static, static, schmatic. Listen, yeah. Jimmy, we want to thank you so much for coming by. We know we took you a couple, about a mile and a half away from your yeah, next he's meeting. He's got restaurants to buy. He's got restaurants to buy. He's got people to meet. He's got bankers to see. Uh, we and all of two and a half miles from the actual conference. Right. Anyway, we appreciate you, everything you and your team at Cap Spring uh, does for the industry, and we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll see you tonight. Have a great show. Awesome. Jimbo, I got to tell you, it is fun to be in Orlando. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to trying to get outside a little bit today and see some sun, but we are having a great time, ICR. I mean, it was a big night, big day, 
and uh, Jim Bayless is killing it over at Capital Spring. They are rocking it out. Jimmy, I got to tell you, we got another rock star guest. Another rock star guest. You're like, look at us. Look who we're getting. How do we get a rock star guest? How do they even find the room? <laughs> How do they find the room? They Leaving even... breadcrumbs. I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, we are sitting here right now with our friend, Scott Lawton, uh, partner, founder, uh, CEO, CTO, CFO, president, you might, have added, you might have added a few too many titles, but that's all right. He does a lot. President, he does a lot. At Bar Taco, he does it all over at Bar Taco. Scott, great to have you here. Great seeing you. You guys are killing it at Bar Taco. You have now 14,000 locations. Am I correct on that? <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Close to 14,000 yeah, locations. Yeah. We're almost there. By the end of this year. And, yeah. in, 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 in one year, they open. If, <laughs> if we were playing the prices right, you'd be out. I'd be out. <laughs> you'd be out. All kidding aside, give us the 411 on Bar Taco. How many locations do you have now? What's going on in 23? When are you going public? Tell me everything. Well, good morning, fellas. <laughs> uh, I, I love that you scheduled me first thing this morning. You know? Well, I saw you out late Thank last you. night with me at the bar, <laughs> closing that up. I figured, you know, let's do yeah, an early podcast. Good timing. Good, time. good timing. Good timing. But um, no, no, we actually have 24 restaurants right now. Uh, we're going to open six this year. And uh, we're opening four in the first three months. All company owned, right? All company owned. Awesome. That's right. Yeah. So uh, this is a big year for us. We're really excited. You know, we've been kind of building up since COVID. Uh, all these, these are COVID deals that I got all, you know, so we're finally getting to launch the new fleet. Uh, and we're super excited about it. And um, what cities are you targeting? What areas? So some of it's infill and, and other cities in the cities that we've been in. And then we're also going to go to, Chicago this year, we're going oh, into Bucktown. I love it. And we're going to Charleston, right on King Street. So I haven't been, but I heard Charleston's rocking it out. Yes. I tell you what, that town, man. I mean, I I've gone there my whole life, but in the last five years, something's happening there. It's magic. It really I, I is. I love it. And what do you on the tech? I mean, you're a big tech guy. You're testing everything. You're yeah. putting all sorts of new tech into the stores. What can you tell us on the tech side? What are you adding in the tech stack at Bartok? You know, we're really focused right now on the back of the house. Uh, you know, the, the past few years, we, we've uh, always focused on, on the guest experience and sort of the service model. And, and, and we feel like we've got that locked down pretty well now. And we're focused on what we can do to sort of maximize efficiency in the back of the house. And, um, you know, with the, with the challenges of labor and food costs and all of those types of things, you know, what, what, how can we leverage technology to make it easier and better? I, I love it. I love it. Uh, FSR, great magazine that we love. Shout out to our past guest, Danny Klein. He was a guest a few years ago. Jimmy, you yes. don't remember, but he love was Danny fantastic. Klein. Awesome. He included you in their article in the 2023 Biggest Tech Trends. You predicted that the biggest topic of 23 will be protecting margins without gouging the guests. And that is a quote, Jimmy. Quote? I did not make that up. That nice. is a quote. From uh, our guest, Scott Lord. Who said that quote? Uh, uh, Scott Lord. Boom. The Look at CEO, that. CEO, founder, and CTO and CFO of Bar Taco. Can you share uh, a little more about this and how it relates to what you're doing at Bar Taco? Sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's getting tougher and tougher, as we all know, in the industry with, with the labor costs and with commodity costs. And, you know, for the past few years, We've been able to take price. I remember my friend Fred LaFranc said, now is the time to take price about a year ago. And he was right. Fred but, LaFranc is a genius. But maybe guy. maybe not now. Maybe not now. Now's not the time as much. So we're going to have to have better ideas, uh, better efficiency. And we're going to have to figure out ways to 
drop more to the bottom line without adding to the top line. So it's how do we get better at I mean, uh, as a Johnny Walker black drinker, uh, we talk about this all the time, Jimmy. I remember it was a $10 drink, then 12 then 15 18 I went somewhere, uh, maybe in Vegas, I don't know where, $25. They get you. They get you with the Johnny Black. They get you. <laughs> no, but it, to your point, it's just yeah. at some point, it's yes. got to slow down no. now. And now basic you cocktail is 12 bucks you anywhere you go at least, you, you know? know? Now, I, I think the relationship between the guest and, and, and restaurants is such a unique and special one uh, that I think what you said, Scott, really crystallizes. It can't be all at the expense of the guest. It can't be gouging the guest because it, you're going to force them to stay home. You're going to force them to find other ways to do this. Like they want to be out and about. They want to be in your joints experiencing the, 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 the essence of hospitality. So I think I, I love what I love the quote. And I have to tell you, I think I'm going to use that quote with attribution, yes. with attribution. <laughs> all right. Listen, later Today, you're going to be presenting Bar Taco alongside company president. See, there is a president, Chatsy, Anthony Valletta, and also CFO. There is a CFO, Chatsy, Matt Wilbur. What are you trying to say, that Scott does not hold all those titles? <laughs> I'm saying he's got a team. He's got a really good team. Oh. Can you give us a little, maybe if you can, a little preview to our listeners uh, who aren't able to attend the session? What do you think you're going to be uh, hitting on today? Uh, first, one one correction. Matt Wilbur's our COO. So oh, I, sorry. I, you know, people, I told people you, care, Scott Lord, the people CFO. People care about what Jimmy. comes after the C, so I want yes. to make sure sure everybody knows what's I going apologize. On. That is clearly my fault because I read it on the script. And if it's on the script, <laughs> type up. Type I say what are you, uh, <laughs> Will Farrell. <laughs> Will Farrell, what is that? Uh, <laughs> so preview. I don't know. It's a fireside chat. He's going to fire some questions at me and I'm going to try and answer my best. But, I, you know, I really want to talk about sort of our growth plan, how proud I am of our service model and how it really pays our team in, in a really good way, how they make a real living wage. And, um, you know, how, how we're going to be building this team this year. And we we think we've really built a brand that, that employees want to work at. And right now I think that is the difference between the good and the, and the bad brands is, is the places where the good people want to work. That's so excellent. I want to talk about that. What time is that? Two o'clock. In what room? Uh, that's a good question. All right. The good thing is, Jimmy, we don't have to go now because he just told you what he's going to say. Yeah. (laughs) We just bought ourselves a half hour. I'm going to go. I want to go. We just bought ourselves a half hour. Fireside chat with Scott Lawton. No heckling. No no heckling. That's a nice thing. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question, by the way. Listen, my, my my last question on this bit. You know, you're no stranger, neither are we, to the trade show, uh, trade show circuit. Uh, what separates ICR from the other shows? You know, I, I think it's one of one of the few where all the real players are here. So we all get to see each other, which is a lot of fun. Jimmy and I are here, so it yeah, can't be true. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it's also one where we get to see retail. And, uh, you know, typically it's just really us important. in restaurants. And, I, and retail is a big part. I said that yesterday, Jimmy. Us. It's like it's interesting because it's usually just restaurant or right. hospitality folks. Here, there's just some really interesting retail. There is. And, you know, when I'm thinking about real estate and I'm thinking about where the next Bar Taco is going to be, I think about retail a lot. When I when we thought about the brand Bar Taco, we were actually looking at retail more than we were restaurants. We wanted to be a lifestyle brand like Urban Outfitters or Anthropology. The idea was to create this place that had a, an entire ethos, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love listening to retail. They're they're way ahead of us. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of stuff. CPG here, too. It's yeah. real interesting. Uh, I was up early uh, doing the the Lululemon yoga uh, thing, Jimmy. Six. I saw you stretching. Yeah. yeah. I was, I Have was you ever there. seen him in Spanx? It's a uh, it's a very he's a very handsome man. <laughs> Not a good look. Very Not wiry in my <laughs> wiry in my Lululemon. Uh, All right, listen. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment, okay? Uh, where we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. Being that we're at ICR today, we want to know when we come back here two years from now. What do you think are going to be the hot topics? Uh, what will have changed or evolved in your opinion? 
you know, the, the weird thing about tech, there's a lot of consolidation things. Companies get bought, you know, what what was a SaaS product becomes a feature in, a, in another system. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to have that crystal ball. But I do think we'll see some consolidation um, of systems. I think uh, we're going to see some new POS products that we've never seen before. Uh, just a whole new idea around POS. Um, you know, I, I think people are at the point where they have too many products, so they're going to have to figure out ways to consolidate. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see some new players out there, uh, sp specifically in the POS world. There you go. Love it. I love it. All right, let's get to the final and greatest segment of all podcasts. All podcasts, all time. In the entire world, the branded quickfire. Orlando edition. Are you ready for it? Okay. I'm, I'm going to ask you five lightning round oh questions. Boy. Don't think too hard. First answer that comes to your mind. Here we go. Disney World or Universal Studios? Universal. True or false? There are over 100 lakes in Orlando. True. That is correct, sir. You're correct, Orlando sir. is home to more than 100 lakes. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you knew this, but Lake Eola in downtown Orlando is actually a giant sinkhole and is 80 feet at its deepest point. Now, you think I read that on the script. Jimmy, I didn't. I know you that information. That. Yes. that is just a tidbit of a little of trivia that Shatsy just comes up with. In the mind of Michael Shatsy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. Lake Eola is one of my – I swim there all the time. Favorite lake. <laughs> I took the family and the kids. I love it. A favorite Orlando-born celebrity, Wesley Snipes, Wayne Brady, or Mandy Moore. It's got to be Wesley Snipes. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Blade. What I haven't seen him in a while. Maybe he has some tax uh, problems. Hey, easy, yeah. hey, take it easy now. I'm no, I'm no shame. I'm just saying I haven't seen him in a moment. He's got a favorite Orlando-born celebrity. I just think he didn't pay his taxes for a while. Uh, Orlando Magic or the Miami Heat? Miami Heat. If you were to ride Space Mountain with Jimmy and I, who do you think is the first to start screaming when the roller coaster drops? Jimmy or I? Jimmy. Jimmy? I think he's right. I think he's yeah, right. Gotta be, anybody, I'm a weeper. Anybody who loves Barry Manilow. I'm a weeper. Is probably a screamer. I'm a weeper. <laughs> a screamer. Yeah, I agree. A weeper. Jim, and he's Jimmy be singing Barry Manilow on his way down. <laughs> hey, that was from a different podcast. The listeners today don't get that information. Listen, Scott, we want to thank you so much for stopping by, helping us out. Hospital I hang out on the road, Orlando Division uh, edition, I should say. Have a great rest of your show. We look forward to seeing you. He's going we'll back see, to sleep. And we'll see you at your fireside he's chat. going right back to bed. Oh, yeah, by the way, congrats to the- They don't see, but I'm here in my bathrobe right congrats now. Congrats to your dogs. Congrats oh, to the dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you. We got to do that. Awesome. Thanks Thank a lot, you. All right. See ya. Yep. Uh, I got to tell you, another great guest, Jimmy. Uh, Bar Taco's killing it, man. Killing it. Opening six new stores. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, listen, it's just, it gives you a little taste of what goes on here at ICR. It really is not just, you know, this is one of those few shows. It's more than just restaurants here. It's a hospitality really probably just makes up, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe a third. And you got some great retailers, some great CPG. It's really interesting. It's really cool. Uh, listen, Jimmy, we got another amazing guest. Really, one of the, I, I would say, not one of, I would say the best dressed person in all of the industry. Jimmy. You hear what I'm saying? It's a big statement. In the entire it might industry, be right, but it's a big statement. It's and and we have this person here on our podcast. That's right. Welcome, Mr. Fred LaFranc from Results Through Strategy, the best dressed uh Jimmy. 
Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand on that, Jesse. I think, yes, certainly he is a very well-dressed uh, person. I would say he's also one of the most highly respected thought leaders of this industry. And to that, that, I was and getting that, to that. That I will I will put that forward uh, with confidence and boldness and say uh, I, I dare anyone so to take it's the other side. not the best dressed. He can have that too. I'm telling you, one of the great thought leaders of our industry I right totally here. We got, And we've got him. It was not easy to get him here, but we did. Let's get to it. Fred, thank you for joining us. Give us the four. Well, I, one. before we get started, oh, okay. I, I, you know, years ago, there was a great show that was on the radio that was sadly canceled because someone died called Car Talk. I think you guys are the new Car Talk. Car Talk. You, you remember it. Car Talk? I, I got to tell you, I, I know Jerry does uh, comedians getting coffee in car. No, I got to no. tell you, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go listen to Car Talk. You got to go listen to Car Talk. I'm going to Google Car Talk. A couple of brothers, all they did was talk about cars, and you guys have replaced them. There we go. We talk about nothing. And it, and it was a beloved show. Well, they talked about cars. Yeah. We don't talk about nothing. We're not Seinfeld. We're not no, doing nothing. We really are. We we're are doing something. Seinfeld of podcast. We're doing something. We got nothing going on so, here. Fred, let's jump into it. I appreciate that. We're going to go check that out. Give us the 411 on results through strategy for our listeners who may not know you and the company as, as well as we do. What's going on over there? What can you tell us? What kind of – you guys are always ahead of the curve. What kind of trends and insights can you share with us? Give me your two cents on what's to come in 2023. I just asked you 12 questions. Answer them one Watch by how one. he synthesizes this. Watch what? this. I'll make it as pithy as possible. So <laughs> results through strategy, we started in 2007. Some – some of my co-founding partners and I decided that the industry needed an advisory firm that was not just an unemployed exec trolling for a job. And we got together with four of us and now have over 15 entrepreneurial experts with minimum 30 years experience in their area of expertise. We help emerging restaurant brands with a pathway to growth. We help legacy brands that need to revitalize their brand because they've lost relevance for their customers. And we do a tremendous amount of work with technology companies that are trying to sell to the space. That's that's the biggest thing that we've been doing. And um, no, that's I mean that's in, that's incredible. Is there a sweet spot like when you talk about uh, 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 legacy brands that are revitalizing? Um, are you helping with menu development, or are you helping with its brand? Is it logos? Is it is it the messaging? Is it you it's, know it's, what kind it's, of stuff? It's all of that plus the operations, the concept itself. So we did you know years ago we did a big turnaround project for Boston Market when they were owned by Sun Capital. Right. I mean, yeah. at one point they had, I mean, they were killing it. Oh, they were, you know, and then they, they got into trouble with the SEC. You know, they went bankrupt. McDonald's picked them up, kept all the good sites, packaged the rest of them, sold them off to Sun mm -hmm. Capital. But we did a big uh, turnaround for them and, and changed the model from a 1980s-style cafeteria to much more, we called it America's Kitchen Table. Right. And that was an example. We, we retrained over 10,000 employees. Wow. That was a year-long project. That's an example of a very large-scale thing. Mm -hmm. We worked with a lot of, you know, 75-year-old brands. Uh, we did the original uh, turnaround at Steak and Shake. When yeah, Sar another one. I mean, Sar that was also killer, and then out. and then it and then it was revitalized. Right. But as far as emerging brands, you know, uh, my partner James McGee, he uh, he's been an interim CEO, for, CFO, excuse me, for many brands. Uh, he did Mendocino Farms for over three years. We've done a lot of work. With, I love Mendocino we've done Farms. Work by with, the way. Yeah, with uh, done work with Burger Lounge. He's now the interim or, or the acting CFO for Dave's Hot Chicken, hottest brand out oh, there. Oh, that is the hottest. That is the hottest brand out there. They're growing like I mean, I don't know, hundred stores already, or they, something like that. They've right? got a lot going on, and so those are the things we do. So we, it's not so much a sweet spot. Every one of our partners has a sweet spot. So if you need supply chain we can do supplies you need franchising work we can do that i already mentioned concept development financials right. i think all all along those lines i put teams together for whatever the project requires i love it 
That is really yeah. awesome. Yeah, I spend my time primarily doing organizational development, leadership development, helping and with podcast, strategy. And do a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. Podcast, yeah. podcast, yeah. podcast, yeah. he's, yeah. he's a figure. Yeah. A, a major figure yeah. on the circuit. Dude, trying to get him on a podcast is no easy task. Yeah. You had to book him up months. We booked him up three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> in, in 2021, we had to get him booked. <laughs> As far as what's going on in 2023, I think it's, uh, it can, you know, I've been using a metaphor for a long time that we live in a whitewater world. If you've ever been whitewater rafting, yes. you know, there's, you know, class one ways is row, row, row your boat gently yep. down the stream. Class five is like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yes. We have been in class five. I like five three. Ways. That's my sweet spot. That's your sweet spot. Well, this world's been in four and five for the last few years. Yes. And it's, and, you know, I mean, you know, your head could snap off because things have changed so rapidly. Mm. Uh, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to be running a commercial baker in Atlanta. So I've seen the restaurant industry from a very different lens and seen the pain that have these operators have gone through. And, you know, three years ago, it was like, get me anything at any price. Now it's like, wait a minute, supply chain is stabilized. So I want to get a better sense of what my price is going to be and so forth and so on. And, but, you know, it was, you know, Scott mentioned earlier, labor continues to be a problem. Everyone's looking for better productivity. We have a labor shortage, 500,000 people short in the industry and you got to get by. There's restaurants that now are closing Sunday, Monday nights because they just can't get labor. Yep. They're closing early. Early. Now yep. you're in, you guys are doing some of our you restaurants. Guys, you guys we, are doing it differently. We used to have 24, a couple, yep. a couple of uh, stores in New York City, 24 hours, yep. and now we just can't get people to work. Exactly. Sure, we'll have a section. We'll leave it closed, and the guest comes in. They can't believe. Well, how come they can't sit? There's there's plenty of open tables. It's the lack of staff. Right. Um, and that we're, we we don't want to sit have them sit and have a bad experience. But uh, but you're right. The labor issue is is very powerful. And in a way, the seeds of that were planted a long time ago. We have treated restaurant employees. In not not in a very good way. Listen, everyone realized 100%. when COVID happened, the employees realized I've got no safety net, unlike other industries. Yes, and that's why they chose to go elsewhere. And would mm -hmm. you rather would you rather work in a hot kitchen or go drive an Uber? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Listen, uh, in a lot of cases, you can make more money doing that. So I mean, yeah. people have made the change. Yeah, but I think what's what's interesting. I think it's good is it's also forced the industry to recognize. That they do have to, Correct. Uh, to take yeah. care of their and, and, I, and the, the thing that employees want more than anything else is control of their time. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that's the most important. I think that's why a lot of people go into the hospitality space is the flexibility. They love that they have the flexibility to change their schedule around and things like that. Yeah, but again, when there's a, I, I agree with Fred's comment. And and if that if your question, Fred, about hot kitchen or or Uber driver wasn't rhetorical, I'll say I'd rather drive the Uber. I'd rather I'd rather be in control of my own uh, radio, yep, get the air yep. conditioning. Well, you I'm flip agreeing. it off. You flip off. You don't you don't want to work for two yep. hours. It's the gig economy. Exactly. So, so so I think that's the that's the big thing. Now, and the other irony is, let's talk about like you know the there's been a lot of automation, digitization of the restaurant industry, right? You guys. Mm -hmm. Are obviously doing investments in a lot of restaurant mm -hmm. tech stocks like I am. You know, this it's interesting that let's take kiosks. They've been around for over 25 years, but yes. now the lines have crossed. Are you gonna pay someone like California with fast tech $22 an hour to take an order when the customer can do it themselves a lot better and not be concerned about standing? And I think line? you get a bigger, I mean, they spend more money when they do it themselves. Exactly. It's a better experience for the guests from their perception because they're controlling the experience. And for twenty-two bucks an hour, I can go buy a kiosk for you know twenty-five thousand dollars. That's that can replace that human being, and it's mindless work. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Robotics is coming more into play. So I think so. The industry is going to continue to automate and digitize. It has no choice because of this manpower shortage, and it'll make for a better experience for the employee. And I would just say that I think it's an industry that has been late in many aspects to the game. Uh, when it comes to automation, because we've seen it in so many other industries. So it's just something that, to your point, I think labor has been so, let's say, uh, inexpensive. Correct. Over over the 
the, the right. term, over the long term. So now it's now becoming more expensive and people are now looking for automation. Whereas you say in like the automotive industry, for example, those wages were up a long time ago. So they were forced to go into automation. Right. So I think that's well, like go, look, go look at a car factory. You know, it's all it's robots, robots you know, right. yes. and, and four guys making sure that they don't touch the robots. I mean, that's <laughs> 50 years ago was full of people. Exactly. And it's just been replaced. And that's what's going to happen with, with this industry. We're at a big inflection point. I know when I started in the industry, the greats of the, you know, Norm Brinker and all those, the founders of Dunkin' Donuts, and they were still alive and they, they were the grand masters. Now we're seeing this new generation. I think it's the most exciting time to be in this business. I love what the Gen Xers are doing to the rest of the industry because they grew up with technology. They're digital natives. We're digital pioneers. Mm -hmm. We got arrows in our back from testing technology. They grew up with it. So they automatically turned to technology in a way we would never have conceived of. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful to see that. You just had Scott on here, and uh, he's running his restaurants with one dime. A hundred percent. He is. He is. A, he's all in on digitization. It's all, it's all a digital experience for him. And the guests are very happy to come in, get the QR code, place their order, do all that stuff. And the best thing about what Scott's done at Bar Taco is he has not lost the hospitality. He has not turned it into this this tech environment. Mm -hmm. It's 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 high touch and high tech. I think it's the opposite. He's very very mindful of making sure the guest experience is fantastic. Exactly. And hospitality is a big part of that. Yeah. It's not just getting it out. Yeah, Bar Talk is a good example of what I think you can morph the industry to more. And let's and the other one is Chick Fil A. I mean, Chick Fil A uh, has been amazing. Their use of technology. I always tell people technology cannot replace bad food and bad service. It can't. It can only amplify what you believe. Chick Fil A shows that. So when they open up the throttle and have, you know, people with, I, you know, I, iPads out there and two drive through lanes, so forth and so on, they're doing $8 million a year on six days a week AUV. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. It's because they have a great culture with people who understand service and then they use technology to leverage it even more. And they got good food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, like I said, you can't read, you got to have yep. the basics there. So you got to have the good no, food. No, and I think your point about tech and labor, that tech is not the labor destroyer. It is actually going to make the jobs in this industry more interesting, better, and more satisfying. Correct. The idea that you can use kiosk, which I agree with you, has been around forever, but now the that that in, in, it, it's in, that inversion point where you, now you want to have a, a, a success manager, somebody who's overseeing the tablets, engaging with the guests, and let the guests play, uh, you know, use the tablets accordingly. But I completely agree. Listen, what's the buzz uh, around the show? Um, is there any hot topics? Uh, and maybe you touched on a couple of them, um, but what do you see that's happening? happening out there that everyone might be talking about? I think it, it remains to see how, I think there's a bigger theme. A lot of the presentations yesterday, people are talking about how they've come out of COVID and they've morphed into a sort of a different DNA beast. You know, the omni-channel of restaurants has always been, you know, on-premise dining was the biggest. COVID took care of that for a while. Mm -hmm. And then you have takeout, which became big, delivery, right? Mm -hmm. Drive-through, if you're that concept, and then catering. Catering cratered during COVID. Mm -hmm. It's all coming back. And so all these restaurant companies are coming back in a very different profile. The other thing that's been interesting is the consolidation that's been occurring. Brands buying other brands. And then we go through this in the industry yes. with, with waves. You know, remember mm -hmm. when McDonald's bought the Nottos and Chipotle, then they got mm -hmm. rid of them because they had to focus again. We're seeing consolidation again. Uh, it was, you know, it was mentioned, you know, about BurgerFi buying Anthony's Coal-fired coal pizza, yep. pizza and coal-fired pizza is doing better than the burger fight concept, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know, so it gives them in this case a defensive position. But that is that continues to be I'm just watching these this convergence and we'll see, you know, four or five years from now, they'll be splitting them off. They'll again. be splitting them. I'm sure Anthony's will eventually go back to being Anthony's coal-fired yeah. pizza by itself. You know, I mean, the hot everyone's sick and tired of talking about labor, but it's going to be labor still remains the buzz and then commodities. 
you know, come out mm-hmm. of it. I, I see it firsthand at the bakery. You know, our, our, our flour costs are 50% higher than they were a year ago because of the war in Ukraine, even though our wheat comes from North Dakota. But it, it raises it the market. Sure, sure. And you yes. talked about, you know, your drinking habits being getting more expensive. You know, either you're going to have to make more money or trade down on your Johnny Walker well, Black. I'm going to have to go Johnny Red. Johnny Red. I can't. I won't. I won't. Chef can't. I won't. Yeah. Chef can't. He won't. What about blue? I won't eat. <laughs> I couldn't. I haven't afforded blue in years. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you went from blue to black, now you got to go to red. So, yeah. I mean, so the, I think it, it's just interesting. The economics have changed. You know, you, you see every once in a while, I see someone post a menu from 1932 and a filet. Yes. Now it's a dollar ten, yes. right? Yes. And now we, you know, you got to mortgage your house now to get a filet. Sixty-five, seventy dollars for yeah, a steak anywhere yeah. you go. Yeah. So that that remains to be the big concern people have externally. What I think, though, is that the companies with great cultures have come through this pandemic very, very well because they took care of their people. But mm-hmm. companies that did not have good culture are the ones that are really suffering. That makes a lot of sense. Culture kicks the you-know-what out of strategy. Yeah, yeah no, at the end of the day, sure. Um, final question for me before we move into the crystal ball. Um, like our, like Shatz and myself, uh, you're no stranger to the, uh, the trade show circuit. Uh, but we do think ICR is a special show. What could you share about what makes this different? Uh, than other shows that 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 we all uh, we all allocate some time to. Well, it's going to go back to what I just said. It starts with the ICR culture. You know, um, you know, I, I've known them for years. I've worked with them for years. I'm a friend of ICR. They they have a name for it. I don't want to mispronounce. So I want to be careful. But friends of ICR, it's like a Boker or something like that. So, and I got a special orange band a few years ago from Tom. Nice. Um, so that's what it starts with. They got great people. They're smart. They do. They're professional. They're just, but they're good people. Um, that's number one. So that makes it all the difference in the world because their sense of hospitality is exactly what you'd want to see. The other thing is, uh, it's been mentioned before, you know, they have not just the restaurant track, they have the retail track and they have a cannabis track. So they have all these industries coming together. They've, they've also enlarged their, their technology presence as well, but they do a wonderful job hosting it. This is a great venue and that's what it is. They just go out of their way to make sure that everyone feels special and welcome. Now, other shows do that. Uh, but this show is unique in that regard. And it also helps to be in January in Orlando. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good time when you take, uh, and no disrespect to the National Retail Federation, but January in New York, not the best place to be. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow Shatsy's badge at the uh, NFR is no longer working. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, I've just been disinvited. <laughs> disinvited. Uh, Fred, as we like to say, it would never be a podcast without a crystal ball moment uh, where we ask our guests, uh, where, do, where do they see restaurants and technology two years from now? So since we're at ICR today, we want to know when we come back here two years from now, what do you think are going to be some of the hot topics? And what, if anything, think may have changed or evolved? I think the evolution will be that the digitization of the industry will mature. Uh, people get more comfortable with technology. There's a big problem out there right now is there's a lot of technology companies chasing a few dollars in restaurants and everyone's trying to sell you some feature and those hundred dollar a month subscriptions add up, add up after a while. And so I think there's going to be more consolidation in the technology space. There's some technology companies that frankly are more features than companies and they just need to be bought by someone else and just make it part of the seamless package. Kind of like, you know, sense. it's like Microsoft Office 360, you know, the suite. Just keep know. on adding more features <laughs> yeah. to it. And then, and, and then and make it more affordable in that regard. So I think the maturation of this digitization will begin to occur at some point. Hopefully at that time, the world won't be so insane. There'll be a little bit more stability. I mean, there's something I, I don't mind the chaos. I mean, my title's chaos strategist. Okay. Because yes. you can make changes <laughs> rapidly when there's chaos. When things are orderly and in a, in, a, in a slow moving pace, you can't make change easily or quickly. And so there's a tremendous amount of creative destruction going on in this industry. And it's going to be interesting to see what, what brands will rise to the top through this next couple of years. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Now, that's a crystal ball moment. That's a crystal. That's why, wait, that's, that's a the crystal. kind of answer 
you're looking for. I'm telling you, we're going to memorialize that one. I mean, honestly, we're going to use that little clip. All right, listen, uh, Fred's got a lot of work to do out there, so let's get to it. We've got the branded Quickfire Orlando edition live from ICR. Fred, I'm going to ask you five lightning rounds. This is questions. like Jeopardy, right? This is okay. like Jeopardy. <laughs> I, am, I am not going to be the winner, but go ahead. Five <laughs> lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Disney World or Universal Studios? Disney World. True or false? Mr. Rogers wrote Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood in Orlando. Wow, yes. True. That is true. Mr. Is Rogers, true. Jimmy, You're actually correct. wrote Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood as his senior thesis at none other than Rollins College based here in Orlando. I love it. Yeah, no, that's that. See, see the information you're getting from this podcast today? It's a learning experience. It really for, is. For this everybody. Is really, it's just amazing. Favorite Orlando-born singer, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, or Christina Aguilera? Christina. Best voice. Look at that. Orlando Magic or Miami Heat? Miami Heat. Miami Heat. If you were to ride Space Mountain with Jimmy and I, who do you think is the first person to start screaming when the roller coaster drops? I think the both of you holding hands would be screaming, raising a high in the air. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie. It's I, a tie. I, I agree. I agree. I, I would scream. I, I would scream. I scream on roller coasters. I, I'm a screamer. I'm a screamer. Yeah. I'm yeah, a screamer. I'm screamer. And I'm proud hands. of it. That's right. I'm proud of it. Listen, Fred, we know you have a very busy schedule, so uh, we are very appreciative um, uh, for you spending some time with us. Uh, not just even this morning uh, here at the conference, but the time you commit to us and the team at Branded. We value um, you're, you said you're a friend of ICR and you're, you're also a really good friend of the entire branded team. So thank you to our listeners. We want to thank you so much uh, for tuning in uh, to this special episode. Uh, we know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And despite Chatsy's banter that uh, it's only my family and him that are listening to this thing. Oh, Fred's listening. Uh, and Fred's Fred's listening. The, truth is, the truth is our subscriber base has grown exponentially and we are very appreciative of the continued support uh, that we get from we you. Get, you know, we get like 15,000 listeners an episode. Look at that. That's a, I don't know. Is that a lot? It sounds like a lot. Sounds a lot to me. Yeah, All right, like listen, if you want to get in touch with any of our special guests here today, you can email the podcast team uh, at podcast at brandedstrategic.com, and we'd be happy to make the introduction. Um, and again, to our listeners, with appreciation, thank you. Um, this is Jimmy Frischling, your finance guy, signing off. Since Fred is with us, I'll say one more thank you to him. I'm going to pass it back to my boy, Shatsy. I'm going to tell everybody, listen, thank you for listening. And by the way, you know, you can find this podcast, Jimmy. I didn't know this. We're on like Spotify. You can find it on like Apple Music, iHeartRadio, or whatever. It's everywhere. And Foodable. Don't forget Foodable. And food. It's everywhere. It's, yes, Foodable's our guys. Hey, listen, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Mm -hmm.